Hey everybody, before we get to the podcast today, we have something special for you. Uh, we got the permission from the Have Gun Boys to uh, premiere the first single off of their new album titled, the song's titled, Buyer's Remorse. So uh, very honored and excited to uh, put this out there for the world to listen to. It's a great song. Uh, I heard them play it live last year and I think this is going to be a big hit for them. Buyer's Remorse, check it out.
Hey everybody, Josh Sheridan here with the Barely Legal Podcast. Tonight is a night of firsts. I've got my first full band here, uh, How Gun Will Travel. It's the first night in a new studio. It's the first time doing uh, three people at once. Uh, you said that's what she said earlier. That's what she yeah. said, yeah. yeah. That's going to happen a lot tonight. <laughs> so, um, thank you guys so much for coming in. Thanks for having us, buddy. I'm glad to be here. Uh, so I'll start at the end here. This is kind of predicated on the new album that's coming out, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, is it an LP, an EP? Uh, what's What's the... The, the genesis of this album so the uh so the plan was to do um two back-to-back eps oh, that's right i think you even talked to I me think about this i last may have talked to, yeah. talked to you about it before but like it, basically just kind of like instead of doing an lp we were doing two eps that have slightly different kind of themes going on uh with them and uh so the the song that we're getting ready to, uh, you know, put the single out, Buyer's Remorse, is um, is from the first of the two EPs. Let me tell you. So that song, I want to talk about it for a moment because um, the last show that I went to before COVID just fucking killed live music was the Gasparilla Music Festival. I'm trying to think if that was 2019 or 2020. And then I went like 18 months without a show. Mm -hmm. And the first two shows I saw were Will Quinlan and then you guys at, at, uh, New World Brewery. Oh, at New World. Yeah. And they were, they were for me cathartic. There was something about them that was a little bit more than just a live show. Yeah. Same. Do you, do you remember the show? I do completely. Totally. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, yeah, that was, it was, I think that felt like that, you know, for, for everybody a little bit. Kind of kicking the tires and getting oh, yeah. the dust off and kind of <laughs> yeah, making yeah. sure you still had it in the tank. But, um, for sure. Well, before I go too much further, so we have the Burke brothers here, Matt and Dan, and then we have Scott Everlovin Anderson. So, uh, we're missing Sam tonight. I'm sure he's probably playing. He, I feel like he's in 20 different bands. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 He plays pretty much every, every, Almost every night of the week. So. Drummers are the utility players of, I mean, they're For the. Sure, dude. I mean, that, to have a good one, like, you know, Sam's one of the best. So, like, to, you know, for somebody like that in such a, you know, a kind of a thriving uh, music scene that we have here uh, in the in the Tampa Bay area, it's like, he's just, you know, guys like that are just kind of in demand. So, right. you know what I mean? Right. So, the thing that I loved about that show in particular is I brought three other couples with me, none of whom had any idea about you guys. And yeah. after that show, like huge fans, like I, I've told them all that you're on tonight and they're all stoked and excited That's about it. But awesome. That's the best. You guys yeah, just yeah. really just it, it, in the course of however many hours that was, but getting back to the point, buyer's remorse, I heard that song and I was like, that is a fucking killer song. That is fire. You know, I don't, it was, it was drumming up, petty it was drumming up these oh, yeah, different yeah. things and i remember i was messaging scott after i was like where can i hear that song he's like oh it's not out yet but of that whole show that was the one that just resonated with me so i'm super stoked that that's that's awesome kind of what you guys are leading this new album off yeah with. i'm glad and, to hear that you you know that you that that one kind of like jumped out to well, you um it, it kind of is a standout I, I don't mean as far as better or worse from the rest of the album but the vibes of the other songs Versus that one are a little bit different. Would you agree? Sure, sure. I mean, it's kind of like um, <clears throat> there, it, there's almost a little bit of a different kind of genre going on on like almost all of the songs. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they each kind of definitely have their own uh, their own little vibe going on. But yeah, that one for sure. Um, and like I said, I'm glad you felt that way because like 
a lot of times when we put a record out, um, we think this is, you know, like the song that we're excited about, we think is the one that needs to be the single needs to go out and, you know, whatever. And then like a year later, you look at, you know, in hindsight and you're like, that's definitely not the one we should have <laughs> leaned on. You know what I mean? Like that's not the one we should have stepped out with. Um, but we really felt like it was with this one. And I'm glad to hear that, you know, you, you feel that way too. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I've thought about that relationships with music, you know, what, what was meaningful to me at different times in my life and how I go back to it now. Sure. Uh, I, you guys will probably laugh at me in a, in a second, but I have a buddy of mine and we're huge red hot chili pepper fans and yeah, I yeah. love John Frusciante. And we talk about like every, everything that he plays. And they've got a new album coming out. And so he and I talk about it, but we kind of like talk about it in secret. Like we're kind of like <laughs> refugees. Like, you know, I don't know if we want people to, to know that that's the guilt, what we did. The guilty on, but, pleasure. But when I was, you know, 1990 or 1989, whatever Blood Sugar Sex Magic came out, that, that album that to me shit. was yeah. just mind-blowing and yeah. if you remember it was rick rubin and they were yep. recording in a haunted house Castle. And they were, yeah yeah it yeah. was all this black and white video and they all look strung out like yep. they're strung out it was just yep. like there's something spooky happening here for sure and it for was sure. it resonated with me as a nine-year-old or not a nine-year-old ninth grader in saint pete high you yeah, know, i don't know yeah. why it wasn't a heroin addict i wasn't any of right. those things but <laughs> for whatever reason it it it, 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 did it, it reached for me. out yeah totally did right. so, <clears throat> a lot of people you know i grabbed a lot of people well, I and I got to talk to Matt a little bit about your guys' youth, so I'm a little bit familiar with it through him. But he talked to me about you guys growing up skateboarding. You know, we talked a lot about the Cure uh, oh, yeah. there. So, oh, yeah. who's the older one? Uh, Matt. Okay, by how by, by how three long? Years. Three years. And is three it just years. the two of you, or is there somebody else? Uh, well, we have we have a sister. We have a sister. <clears throat> sister. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we're the only two with the same two parents. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I, I'm interested to know one of the questions I was going to ask you is is how music has affected the, your relationship with each other. Like have you ever have you ever considered what your relationship to each other might be if you weren't in a band with each other or, or how that would Yeah, yeah, I mean I've I've thought about that and I think we're probably a lot closer be, because of it, you know what I mean, having music and something that we share that we're around each other so much, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I know you have kids because I, I heard you have a grandkid. I have, I have lots of kids. Yeah. And do you, do you have kids? <laughs> I have one okay. daughter, yeah. Are they close? <clears throat> yeah, they're close. Yeah. yeah, they, yeah. My, my daughter and one of his uh, daughters are, are pretty tight because they're right around the same age. Okay. Yeah. They're about five, six five months, months apart. Yeah. Maybe or something. So. Well, it's funny how you, when you watch siblings, especially if the parents, I don't know if your parents are alive or not, but mm -hmm. kind of yeah. the parents are the glue that kind of holds a lot of siblings together. And a lot of times you'll see, once they pass, they kind of start to kind of spread out. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. But no, you have this band kind of holding you together. That's yeah. That's really been, I mean, you can put it there. It's fine. I've thought about, you know, I think we'd still be close if we weren't playing music together, but we just, it's like we're tied together because of what we do. You know what I mean? Like we see each other so often because of how often the band does stuff. So it's like, that's kind of, a, I feel like where the, uh, you know, where the, where the kind of like the bonding happens, you know what I mean? Is your tastes and kind of likes and music the same? I mean, it, it would seem as though it would have to be just given you had a shared experience coming up, but I mean, have you guys kind of split off into different directions at all or? We have in different times, you know, there's some stuff I've been into that he might not have been that into and, and vice versa over yeah. the years, but I think we kind of, 
the common the the the, 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 the through line kind of pulls you back. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, how many years <clears throat> has it been since the last album? Um, so Strange Chemistry was what Scott? Twenty nineteen. Eighteen or nineteen? It was nineteen. So, so it'll be it's three years. It'll be three it'll be three years. Yeah. You know, by the time this one comes out, it'll be, it'll be ten years. Well, you yeah. released so you released that right at the, right as right as you couldn't tour on the it year too much. So, yeah. It, well, it was the year that it. Yeah, yeah, so we put it. Yeah. So we put it out in like it was like August or September of twenty nineteen. We went on tour. Uh, we did some touring up the coast and stuff. We did the New York stuff. In October of 2019, yeah, and, um, and then we came yeah. home and we had some stuff at home. We had, uh, you know, New Year's Eve and stuff like that. And then a couple of shows leading into January, February uh, of 2020, and then everything shut down. Yeah. So yeah, it was like at the tail end of before, you know, before everything before shut down. Times. Yeah, the before yeah, times, before, times. <laughs> before the end time. Um, yeah. You guys pretty much play live regularly. Like you haven't had a, a significant period of time off since you guys have started touring or playing have you i mean aside from uh you know what we've had to go through over the last sure but i'm know, saying before COVID. covid yeah yeah. part of that i mean we had a couple of little i mean never more than like two or three months yeah but like sometimes two or three weeks feels like a year sure because we this is what we do we want yeah. to play all the time and if we if two or three weeks go by and we don't have a show it's like what are we doing? What are we doing here? So yeah, then, how yeah. did you, how did how did this hit you? I mean, it seems like it would be an existential crisis. Like, do we ever get to play again? Like, what do I do tonight? What do I, you know? It was it was kind of a you know minute to minute kind of like you know day by day, take it as it comes kind of a situation. We we keep an active text thread. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Well, you should, maybe someday you could publish that like a photo book with like yeah. what the fuck every day is like what the fuck yeah 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 thousand pages of no I don't think we'd publish that but um right you remember that that yeah just just give it just give it a month we'll be good I mean there was a period of time where we literally didn't get together for anything didn't rehearse didn't you know do like bad, yeah. we weren't you know i wasn't leaving my house there for a few months and then it was like late may 2020 were you guys getting like grouchy months. i mean i can tell you as a divorce attorney my practice boomed with with yeah. covid <laughs> no, nothing in here is an antique so put it wherever you want it's fine yeah, yeah no i mean there you know a lot of people who were kind of trying to figure out what they were doing in their marriage decided really quick that they weren't gonna stay married any longer uh, that's what i that's what i've heard yeah yeah Stuck together yeah in the house. yeah so um <laughs> I, well so this album was it most of it written during COVID? Was it some of it before, some of it during? I mean, some of it before, some of it during. Um, there's a song or two. Just, just melancholy. Uh, yeah, yeah. So there's actually just one song on there that was written prior to COVID, um, and it was written during. It was written, you know, prior to even the last re- album cycle. Um, but it just for what it didn't fit with the group of songs that we put out for Strange Chemistry, so it was just kind of a straggler. Um, and we put it out as a single, like during uh, COVID, and it just as something to kind of get out, you know, put out into the world or whatever. And we liked what what it sounded like. We, that was when Sam had gotten into the band, and you know, his we got his drums sounding really good on that on that song and stuff. And so we put that out uh, just to put something out. Um, the skateboard design. Yeah, there's oh, right. the new skateboard decks that we yeah, that we just put out or whatever. Mode, <clears throat> yeah, so like we did that. Uh, but then, 
once we got to the point where we started putting the songs together for this EP, we still wanted it to be on a record. So we're like, even though we put it out as a single a year ago, uh, I'd still like to put it in the collection of songs that's going on. It's this a chapter record, you know in a I mean? larger story. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah totally. So, um, in in when you're starting an album or when you're going from, sorry, it's a janky right. setup. You're just gonna just, have to. Just, yeah, you good? Yeah. All right. Just wanna, I've I've I you, you have it, <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> you count count your blessings. You can't see me. Um, so uh, I'm gonna get another beer. Uh, we're drinking beer tonight, but I can't say the name because I don't know if it's if it's who you guys are affiliated with. Oh so. no, we, <laughs> no, it's fine. We drink we, all beers. We, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need. We don't These have. We're beer. not loyal. We're not loyal to you're one, not, yeah, you're to not one brand. To a certain brand. <laughs> right. We're so, loyal to all brands. Do you consider that you guys are writing at all times, or is there definitely a phase of not creative not creativity versus okay, we're actually working towards something? Um what I'll say about that is that the only time that I'm not ever actively writing is like when we finish a record that we've that we've put a lot of effort into, a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of thought, and and then put it out, there's kind of like a there's a there's a uh, there's a kind of period of time of kind of like all right, I'm gonna put the put, put the put the minute. notebook down for a little while yeah. and kind of walk away, and uh, that's kind of that's happened a couple of times, but other than that, um, it's just a constant state of there's always brain's always cooking something yeah there's always like three or four songs in kind of various states of completion you know so i i was talking to scott a little bit before you guys got here about my attempt at a band and an attempt at an album and how i my entry point to it was almost reverse engineering an album like I knew what I wanted the album cover to look like before I knew what it should oh, sound yeah, like. Dude, and I, mean, I knew, you I've, know, I've what been, I wanted the name. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. So it's like you kind of back into, <laughs> you know, actually what an album is. That's kind of like the last thing that you right. tackle and get there. And so <laughs> do you guys have a conversation about, you know, here's a vibe that we're going for, or here's a sound, or here's what I've been listening to a lot, or I want, you know, I know you're with the lap steels, like something that you've really kind of, forayed into like do you guys talk about you know let's try this on this one or something like That's that a constant conversation mm -hmm. yeah like that like i mean every time i was gonna, I was gonna kind of counter his his thing about sure let's get thing. some friction in here yeah yeah, yeah let's <laughs> you know let's it ramp up. it up the writing thing he, he kind of stops writing as the records are finishing up but we're still practicing we're still playing gigs so as a band we're still writing how we play the song. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, the, yeah, yeah, the parts that's true. become more refined. You learn the part that you recorded nine months ago when you first had the <clears> idea. Yeah, so the so development. Like, the development and the creativity never really leaves the room. You, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And yeah. That kind of that keeps the... Keeps the... Momentum. Friction, keeps <clears> the momentum. Keeps the, like... Everybody's got to, you got to stay on your toes to keep up. Yeah. Even if there are two or three weeks off between a gig, like everybody's... Got, come back in you're like oh man you gotta remember gotta, that new thing we gotta were, remember that new thing we just did three week weeks ago, ago that two we times. recorded wow. six records ago yeah, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's always that conversation's always kind of happening and, and and bouncing around so how do you think of this new album in your like 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 do you have a feeling about it from a sound perspective like this is the this album or this is like you know whether it's a sound thing or a um, theme there's a there's writing themes and then there's a sound 
there's a sound theme. The the most recent stuff is definitely like wall of sound vocal. Sure. Stuff. Definitely heard the harmonizing and the with the yeah, harmonica that, and all that the, on. That's really like he was talking about the genres between songs changing. Like every, there's six songs on this record and they're all in different genres. Yeah. The one thing that holds them all together is the sound of all these voices that we've figured out I how just, to layer. And, you know, one song might sound like Fleetwood Mac and the other one might sound like, you know, some spacey, 70s, spacey 70s stuff. Psychedelic you know? stuff. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. When when bands get that right, it is transcendent. You know, I, I, I'm sorry to keep going back to the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but Frushanti, <laughs> even though he like bit off half of his tongue tongue during a, you know, heroin overdose yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. <laughs> his harmonizing with Kiedis was always very strong for me and then i loved rem growing up and mike mills and Peter oh Buddy, yeah you know yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. harmonizing Unreal always stars, killed it and you Definitely. mentioned fleetwood mac i mean that's such a a rich deep thick sound and then you guys have the harmonica on buyer's remorse again it's just you know all these layers of sound it's just sneaking in there very <laughs> cool yeah yeah very cool um so let's 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 change gears well before we change gears a little bit what's the name of the album so it's called uh, Silver Sounds EP, um, and the way that we're going to... Talk the, about the concept, yeah. That was... So basically, um, <clears throat> it's not as much of a concept as like kind of a kind of a little bit of a marketing um, <laughs> angle that I, I kind of was coming from when I came up with the idea of having... Basically, we want to do uh, two EPs back-to-back, both... Uh, press on 10 inch vinyl because we've never done anything on 10 inch vinyl before and that's kind of cool to have an ep on 10 inch vinyl well plus adele fucked up all the regular (laughs) oh dude it's i mean the whole thing's backed up it's it's you know everything's backed up it's going to be forever but like um basically it's like the first of the two eps is going to be uh pressed on uh like a metallic silver vinyl Oh, nice. And the second of the two, uh, which is going to be called Voyager Golden EP, is going to be pressed on gold vinyl. So the two of them kind of are together in a group and will be kind of, you know, probably referred to, you know, later in the future as like the silver and gold. Uh, it's a double album with yeah. a long intermission. Right. With, a, with a, probably, <laughs> yeah. yeah, with like a three month intermission between the two. Um, so that's kind of like. Like I said, and the second of the two has kind of got more of a more of a um, an actual theme to it, uh, as far as like the fact that a lot of the songs are kind of like are 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 kind of like space um, themed in one way or another. Uh, so but those are okay the computer is how those are the, yeah okay <laughs> right right. And you got you got <clears throat> Tom York in the band, so right, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh but yeah that's it's they're loose themes like we've done the we've done the real strict you know like concept concept album album, like the full uh you know the full effect of the concept album before um and so this isn't in any way like that this is just kind of loosely you know loosely themed but uh is everything recorded for the second one no we're in the middle of that now oh oh really so Yeah, yeah, yeah all written most there's there's still two songs that are unwritten but uh mostly done yeah they're mostly formed yeah 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 yeah. um 
And then, so you're going to release the single Bars Remorse. Is it February 18th? Is that what I remember? Yep, February 18th. And yeah. how, is that just going to drop on like Bandcamp and everything? Or It'll be on everything the same day. Um, there's going to be like a lyric video that I'm working on right now that's going to come out on the, on YouTube in the same day. Oh, wow. So it's all going to come out that day. Um, it'll be available, you know, everywhere you get music and stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, basically like that's the kind of first single for the ep we there won't be um we won't have all of the kind of like here's how to pre-order the record and stuff like that yet that's going to come next do you guys do that all on your own or do you have somebody else that's kind of running that game we we work with pr people from time to time on different records depending on you know because that's a whole other ball of wax but we are our own label yeah we've worked with a few independent labels and on other records and the last the last one was our own and we'll be managing this one again and did you record this at ever loving or did you yeah, yeah. yeah. and did you have anybody come in and help with um, producing any Sean of the songs and kyle came in and kind of co-produced on uh one song and that'll be the next single after this one probably mid-april can you guess which one it is <laughs> <laughs> is it yeah, five or six it's five, yeah. Okay. On the, on the list that I sent to you, it's five. That's not the proper order. Because, no, but, well, in, in, the, in the list that I got, one, five, and six sound like one thing, and then two, three, and four sound like... That's interesting that you say that. And... and I don't know if that's I the think track that, order on the album. No, or. I think that might have something to do with, like, the, the, the order in which you heard the songs, because it's not in the order that... It, there's a slight difference in the actual order that it's going to be on the, on the record itself. Um, but that's interesting that, well, there's a folk, there's like a, there's like half is kind of more of a, I don't want to say folk. That's not what I'm looking for, but it's a little bit more laid back rhythmic. And then you've got three like rockers, like they could be your, you know, they could be how you end your show. It's definitely more acoustic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Songs, and then there's of course a lot of electric guitars on a few songs. So. <laughs> it's always, it's always interesting to me to, uh, hear, you know people's. how somebody like how like an outside pr- kind of perspective on it you know what i mean because like i'm i'm unable to do that you know what i mean well sure it's i'm it's, like so in the yeah, middle you're so in, in, you're in the middle of it you yeah, can't. yeah. <clears throat> so i like to hear other people's uh ideas of it uh so let's talk burke brothers just a, a minute if we can so so did what what came first the burke brothers or the have gun have gun yeah. yeah long yeah. long I mean, before obviously we've been playing we've been bands. brothers since birth so what was the concept <laughs> there was that just a, a, a more kind of a streamlined we can do this easier kind of my idea oh was it yeah it's like i need some fucking time off you guys go play and no, it, wasn't, no. it wasn't that at all we we had a fight club poster at um at our old studio warehouse and we started talking about we don't talk about <laughs> first rule is yeah. this poster yeah. for this movie and, and at the time we were trying to figure out how to like play more locally when we weren't able to tour right and and do different things and a couple of offers or ideas came in to do an acoustic thing and it was like well we, we need to build it as something else because we, we don't want to oversaturate the name and the different songs and we were kind of playing a little heavier songs and that was when the the concept album was coming out and like the songs are moving a little bit further away from the folk Americana and into a little more rock elements or whatever. And so we kind of had opportunities to 
book shows, smaller shows that focus more on the songwriting and the vocals between them. And it was like, I, I want to play that show too. I'm going to book it and we're going to build it as the Burke brothers. And Trio. eventually Trio. we'll do a poster that looks like Fight Club. We need Have Good Will Travel Soap. If that hasn't happened yeah. yet, that's, kind of, yeah. that's next. You've done the skateboard decks. You've done the, the double that's album. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, now, what is the content though? Is it is it its own thing music wise, or are you playing have gun stuff? Or are a you... lot of it. A lot of it is have gun stuff, but you know, it, it kind of allows us to play kind of the old original versions that he originally the wrote beta the beta test versions of, of songs into more rock songs. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Kind of dial it back to what almost like originally sounded like. Sure. Right. 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 Kind of more of a rock band now than we were. Right, right, right. When, when it started, so yeah, allows us to do both mm -hmm. for sure, for sure. Um, so, and and you guys, I mean, it seems to me like you're almost doing more shows, or at least equal amount shows as Burke Brothers and Half Gun. Um, recently, yeah. it has been that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't really know what we can, you know. What's well, so that? hard anymore to plan anything because I, you know, I bought all these like. As you know, we went however long without concerts, and then all of a sudden it was like, you know, when you're trying to have a drink and all the ice rushes. And then all, yeah. It was like every festival, every band that you wanted to see, you know, all yeah, of a sudden, yeah, yeah. what's and it was getting to where like I literally have to start picking between shows that if if it was other you know years ago i would have gone to all of them but it's like i can't get right, my wife right. to okay three shows a right. week and all this other <laughs> shit so it's like yeah 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 but then after i bought all these tickets and i, I actually printed out this list for my wife like 67 percent of them are canceled or rescheduled yeah it's like yeah. you know yeah. i converged <clears> tickets that got canceled i had baroness tickets that got rescheduled uh, yeah. you know all these yeah, things yeah. it's just like it's a it's a it's a lottery ticket anymore sure. even from a band <laughs> totally. perspective or a fan perspective <clears throat> it totally is i mean there's been a ton of shows um you know that we've been asked to do over the last couple of months and stuff that like either we've you know agreed to do or haven't agreed to do but for one reason or another have been you know scheduled or postponed or re you know um so yeah it's all kind of like up in the air right now you know what i mean like frustrating it is you very frustrating blue balls just trying it's to hard, like, yeah <laughs> and it's hard to just kind of keep a keep a momentum going you know what i mean when when things are kind of just you're kind of dodging and you know weaving and shit yeah and, that, and that's kind of where booking burke bros shows come into play it's like <clears throat> we can go pull this off in a little smaller scale and do something that, that's unique and different from a have gun show mm -hmm. and then go do a bigger show that maybe has a little more control and more people and a bigger production and it, it's it's going to be something different every yeah. time you see us. It's brilliant and, because and you get to scratch cool. two itches. I mean, yeah. you really get to kind of have your cake and eat it too. You well, know? we can do the and, more. And kind of, we yeah. do work too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, Is this yeah. all of your it's jobs? Hard. No. No. We, we, you all... we have more jobs than there are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're working towards that. We're working but, uh, towards that. Yeah. Not there yet. So, uh, like I said, I got a lot of kids. This is you got a lot, a lot of mouths to for sure. I get it. Um, you know what? Every time this fucking banjo, I always forget that this. I'm gonna give one second. This thing, it always fucking resonates, and I always forget this when I do. That's doing its job. Why they call it a resonator? The banjo is less building. So, on the topic of gear, 
uh, I know that you're an SG guy, or at least that's what I usually. That's see. my main. Yeah, that's my main. That's your, your your main your main thing. Main uh, I feel like you're you're playing tellies a lot, or the lap steel, or, or telly lap deal. steel. Um, when Have Gun first started, we were doing more of the folk Americana sure. stuff. It was a casino. Yeah. The hollow body. Yeah. You know, it kind of gives a little more of the... We still like the casino. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I just played it the other night at practice and had a great time doing it. So, yeah, it's yeah. right. And what are Thank you? Are you a jazz bass or what's... what's jazz. Yeah. I have a little P bass that I've been beating up for a while that I like. Now, were you a guitar player who went to bass or did you start out on bass? I pretty much started on bass. I mean, like our dad bought us some cheap acoustic guitars when, you know, I was real young and we kind of picked around on those and he really took to it and I kind of played around enough to, to play some stuff. And then uh, when it was time to, to do the first band, I was the youngest kid. So I got last pick. Right. <laughs> bass was the last pick. So I, I and, you know, my dad played bass and he was able to show me a couple things. And stuff. Do you remember music around the house? Like what your parents listened to and oh, what yeah. you started to like, kind of when you started to develop your own sense of what you liked? Absolutely. I what mean, was playing in the house? A lot of Jackson Brown, I would say. It was one thing. Running on, is that running on empty? Is that Jackson? Oh, yeah. 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 My dad was a real, or is still. It's all the Yacht know, Rock. like. Kind of. Yeah, yeah man. Yacht Rock. Yeah. Doobie Brothers. Oh, he liked all the Steely Dan. Steely Dan, yeah. All that stuff. Yep. I remember the last time you were on the show, you had your Steely Dan shirt on. And Steely Dan is one of the most confounding bands in the world. Like, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about Steely Dan. And oh, I've, I love I've spent them. a lot of time... <clears throat> A lot of time thinking about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a weird. I mean, it's definitely its own. It's definitely its own thing. Um, uh, you know, a lot of musicians really like Dig Steely it. Dan. You know what I mean? Because of how precise it is and how uh, you lyrically, know, it's very rich. Weird. That's what's weird about it is it. It's got this loose vibe, but everything is precise down to the last little snare hit or what. It's all you know. I mean, they both were kind of like, like like a little bit out there like There's a little so bit much. on the spectrum yeah, a little yeah. bit oh, yeah, for sure, yeah for yeah for sure for sure um but it's funny you know it's it's one of those bands that you know we're all roughly the same age and mm -hmm. it was it was never a band that was cool to like and then we all kind of hit a certain age and it's like oh wait a second yeah, you know my mortgage until I got yeah it. <laughs> well you know what's funny that did it for me and i forget the name of the movie but the song dirty work was in oh, a, yeah. a a film with uh christian bale and uh what was the one where he's like the mob guy and I'll think oh, of it later. Brad yeah. Bradley Cooper's Bradley in it Cooper. and Jennifer yeah. Lawrence. Oh, uh, uh, you know what I'm talking about. I know that. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it's the guy who did uh, I Heart Huckabee. Is the same director. Um, anyway, we'll think of it. it it'll it'll come. Yeah. It'll but anyways, that song was in that. And I was like, there's people listening right now. They're going, oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I they played Dirty Work, and I was like, that's a fucking tight jam. I like that it song. Yeah. I looked it up. I didn't know it was them, and I looked it up. I was like, oh, holy shit! And then I started. And it doesn't sound like a Steely Dan song. Really. Well, it's probably a more it's a little more rock and roll. accessible yeah. Steely Dan yeah. song than most of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like even uh, old school. That's a great mm -hmm. old song. That just sounds like a rock song. Yeah, yeah. Kinda, you know, do you guys uh, gear wise like? Do you guys switch it up album to album, or are you guys pretty much behold? You know, this is this is what I'm going to play on. This is what I'm going to play through. This is. It's typically song to song. Is yeah. it really? Yeah, 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 for yeah. Sure. yeah. So what what sort of amps are you using? What what are, I I wanted to get gear nerdy for just a minute <laughs> if I could. yeah yeah yeah. Come to the right place. I mean, it, I've I've. I've I've had the same uh, guitar amp for a while. I've got a uh, a Fender uh, Blues Deluxe Combo, 
And um, I usually use that. I mean, the first few records, I wasn't doing electric guitar at all. So the first few Have Gun records was strictly, I was the guy with the acoustic guitar, the singer songwriter with the acoustic. And um, <clears throat> so that's all I was playing was acoustic on the first couple of records. Uh, and then once I got back into, you know, cause we had come out of, you know, indie rock bands and stuff like that prior to have gun. Once I got back into playing electric guitar with, you know, I kind of made that a thing with have gun. Um, then I, it was the SG that I had used from, you know, I've had it for 22 years now at this point and I uh, used to play it in bands prior. Was that an ACDC thing or, um, that may have how, been, how yeah. I mean, Angus is awesome. I mean, I, that may have been part of it. Or Tony, yeah, why did you get that for? It probably, <laughs> it probably was more. It was probably more a Fugazi thing. Oh, it's, yeah. you know right, what I mean? Sense, I think sure. it was probably a more Fugazi yeah, thing. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, <clears throat> I got to show you. Show you. I don't know if if Dan, you can read. There's two books on the top of that shelf. Get go right up there. There's an album, and there's a book under it. Yeah, not the big one, but that one. Your hands on. Give that to, Ooh, here we go. yeah. So that talks about the instruments that they use. Oh, yeah. dude. Have you ever seen that before? Nice. I've not seen this book, but I have the documentary. Yeah, yeah, well, that's not that, no, So that's not the Fugazi documentary, but that's about instruments that were used by bands. So, but oh my God, I'm gonna I got to, that from Keith. I'm going to have to take a look at that. Yeah, you have to buy that. <clears throat> awesome. Anyway, so no, that totally makes sense. Uh, so yeah, Fugazi. I think that's where that came from. And um, I used it like crazy it was pretty much my only guitar when i was in the band prior to have gun and humbuckers so, or what were the what were the big yeah two yeah. two humbuckers um and so then um i put it away for the longest time i would use it occasionally when we would do some songs because that's a no-no in in like in the you know whatever world you want to call yeah, it yeah americana country yeah you don't see you a lot know, of sgs like, over there yeah right right and then but then when we got when i started writing stuff on electric again i just I brought it back out and uh, I had to buy a combo amp because the only amp that I had was the one that I used to use in our, in our, you know, indie and punk bands, which was a huge Marshall half stack with the 412 cabinet and all that shit. So it's like, I, I wasn't going to have some huge orange amps. I didn't know. I didn't like want to be, you know, doom have gun. Lugging, carry that shit around. Didn't want to yeah. be lugging that around on tour, That's you know? Great. So I ended up getting the fender. And uh, so now that's kind of like the main combination is those you know the, the sg and then i recently bought uh one of the uh um les paul specials that uh i've been looking Epiphone so i have sean hunting for a les paul for so i i had this i saw uh saint vincent when she was on saturday night live and mm -hmm. she had yeah her, yeah yeah me her too. new ernie ball and it was gold and yeah that that watching her it was like watching what i I felt like I was watching Bowie premiere totally, or something. Dude. I was like, yeah. what the yeah. fuck, man? This is bad at whatever this vibe is, whatever she's playing. Yeah. And I went to a replay and I ordered it. I ordered it last June and they're like, it's going to be a while. It's going to be a while. It's going to be a while. And finally they're like, we promise you'll have it by January. And Monday I called them. I was like, they're like, yeah, I don't know what's going on at Ernie Ball. They still don't have it yet. So I, so then I called up Sean and I said, you know, if I can't have that, I kind of want a Black Beauty, uh, Les Paul. Oh, it's yeah. kind of, so, and he's like, well, let me see what I can figure out. And so he's, he's looking <laughs> nice, at it, but dude. it's yeah. funny because that, that's a whole rabbit hole. I mean, oh, dude. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, just getting into the gear thing. I mean, uh, you know. Yeah. What you do you guys, play? What's, you what's your, talk, yeah. talk, talk well, to me a little bit about yeah, your cadre. I'm, I'm a AC 15 
box. Okay. Amplifier guy. I've got two of those. Was that because guy. someone played it that you liked? Uh, or Brian May. Oh, and, fuck and yeah. the Beatles were both. Brian box. May, when he hits AC that note 30s, on his. AC30s. There's something about that tone that doesn't really have anything to do with the music that we play, but just that tone I, I really loved. Flash and Gordon. I remember seeing Flash Gordon in the movie theater. P90 yeah. thing, and my lap steel has P90s. Now, the lap steel <laughs> kind of came about mid midstream in Have Gun, didn't no, it? was early on. It was early on. Right okay. from the beginning. It was kind of my, my intro. Like um, I started playing with Will around the same time I started playing with Matt. And Will had asked me if I'd ever played a lap steel, and I hadn't. And my buddy Anson had one, and I borrowed it. I started playing it. I was like, this is awesome. Started playing it with Have Gun, and then got into buying them and, you know, fell down the rabbit hole from there. But it all kind of happened at the same time. I started mm-hmm. playing with Will, started playing with Matt, and started playing lap steel all Will is becoming the Marlon Brando of this show for me. Like, I feel like I'm going to have to fucking like drop acid and go up, go up the Tampa River and like find him like covered in mud and fucking throwing shit at monkeys at the zoo or something. Like, I can't get him. Dig him out. He always like he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll definitely come on. Then I don't fucking hear from him forever. And I'm always trying to work Melissa Grady to like kind of like pull him out like him up. Yeah, yeah yeah it's like he's okay i promise he won't like rape you at, at his office or anything like that so and now what about you talk to me about bass gear um i've been a fender guy for most of my playing time just you know, i mean that's really kind of if you look at the lane of bass playing that takes up a good 80 percent of it doesn't I mean, it every time you have rick and bonkers to the like, left and then they're pulling, they, they at least own one p bass or a jazz bass yeah. at some point you know what i mean but at the beginning of have gun he totally put down the electric bass and played stand-up oh did you really picked it up himself yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. picked yeah. it up out of nowhere yeah just uh you know like i had done some orchestra stuff in school and i kind of you know, knew my way around one just from playing with it a little bit. And it is different, you know. Well, it's fretless, right? It's, well, it's fretless. And I've, I've played fretless. I had a fretless bass when I was really young. That blows my mind. That's like Jedi level shit for me. <laughs> like when I watch people do that, I'm like, I don't fucking have any idea how you're doing what you're doing here. Well, when I picked that up, I had to, I had to put little marks at the top. Oh, is that? Okay. So I could kind of know at least close to where. I'm going to get real close to this note or chord. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. And I just kind of got used to it from there. But, um. Yeah, I mean, as far as electric goes, it's it's generally jazz bass. I'm usually an Ampeg guy. I have a little orange, little mini bass terror that's 500 watts. Yeah. And I play it through, you know, little Ampeg cabs. Who are your bass heroes? Um, when, Honestly, rock and roll bass, my guy is probably Getty Lee. Okay. I mean, that dude. I mean. Is just so full of talent. He plays keyboards with his feet. When yeah. He's singing and playing <laughs> bass. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't, you know, and and the stuff he plays, well, you know, they're they're they all kind of overplayed, I guess, a little bit. But his was pretty tasteful. You know sure, what I mean? yeah. Like, like a lot of the licks he would do were under the drums. I assume you all have yeah. seen that documentary on Netflix, the Rush documentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I was not a big Rush fan, and watching that, all of a sudden, it gave me a whole new kind of uh, appreciation, appreciation. Yeah, for that for band. sure, for sure. I'm not. I don't love like. Things that get too noodly or too Same. proggy, Same. like I sometimes can tune out, uh, yeah, and it's yeah. like, okay, I'm, I'm not into D and D, and I mean, <laughs> it's cool if you are, but this is just not my bag. I like kind yeah, of a little yeah. bit yeah. more and straightforward. I'm not, I'm not necessarily a rush guy, 
I, you know, I really kind of got into them because, you know, JP was a drummer and he was really into them. Yeah. Our old drummer. And, uh, so I kind of listened with him because we were the rhythm section and we'd get down with that. Sure. And we listened to it and I just kind of listened to his bass lines and, you know, started kind of playing kind of that style a little bit. Yeah. Know, sneaking it into, into, what's funny is songs, Matt and you know? I both went, huh? When you said Getty, yeah, really? Because there's never anything he's ever really mentioned, but it totally makes sense skill, now. Skill wise, you know, I mean, that's, yeah. well, the three of them were sorcerers, yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. But, but, you know, really, like the old like Jamerson stuff and the bumpy old. Yeah. I love Mike Watt. I've, I was just oh, having yeah. a conversation yeah. with uh, Mike Ramondi, who plays in a couple bands locally earlier, because he's looking at buying this Reverend guitar, and I have the Watt Plower, the Reverend bass. And uh, I, I said, if you watch We Jam Econo, you've never mm -hmm. seen it before. I was like, you got to check. It's on YouTube. You got to watch this. Mm -hmm. And he he is like a plumber with a bass. Like he mm -hmm. is <laughs> such a work ethic. Mm -hmm. Like. He mm -hmm. even says I'm working bass. He doesn't say I'm playing bass. Right, I'm right. working bass. Mm -hmm. And I I think that's fucking that's rad of, as shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. that sounds a, bad you as know. you know, I get up and this is what I do every day. Right. You, it's a you you know, utilitarian kind of a kind of an approach. A blue collar to it. approach like, yeah, to yeah, it, yeah. for sure, for sure. Um so uh switching gears a little bit, uh and and not to get necessarily political, but I, I've been thinking a lot about what's going on. You know, Neil Young just as kind of a to try and segue. So I got to see you guys do your last uh last waltz, uh, which for me was magic. It was your third third uh, you know, run through of it yeah, live, yeah. but it was the first time I got to see it live. I had seen the 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 videos on YouTube, but that was the first time I got to see it. And, you know, working with Sean, I got to watch it from the side. Like, I was behind fucking yeah, Sam dude. that whole show watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'd never gotten to do, I'd never seen a show from the side or like the back before. Stage. Yeah. And that was a religious experience for me. That was, was a good just, one to, to, stand, to well, stand just to side see stage. the, the, the <laughs> Josh Riley and Monica Delgado and mm -hmm. Will Quinlan and just all these fucking people. And it's such a colorful and it was so beautiful in the back room, you know, it was, it was just very surreal to me, just what a family unit and how much love there was and what yeah. a, a mutual appreciation there was. For and sure. uh, sure. I'm blanking on it because I'm on like my fifth beer, but who did the Neil Young song from uh, Sudden Setting? Thank Mark you, Mark, Mark Etherton. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> he did the Neil Young song, brilliant performance of that song. Absolutely. But anyway, so getting, <clears throat> getting to the point that I'm making is uh, what's going on with Spotify and Neil Young and all this other oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, what, what I find interesting is he had to end a Vietnam war for us. And now he's trying to like bring objective reality back into the conversation. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. when does Neil Young get to stop doing the heavy lifting for, <laughs> for everybody? Yeah, I agree, man. I think it's, you know, I say like more power to him. Like, well, I think what he's doing is, you know, he, it's, he doesn't want his music associated with the shenanigans that he sees going on there. And, and, and I get it. And you know what I mean? Like it's, you know, I think essentially it's it's a weird thing. It's like, you know, the the kind of real tragedy of it is that there's that many people in the world that are going to, you know, kind of like give that much credibility to the word of somebody who's just essentially just a comedian or, or a, you know, a, you know, media um, personality, um, you know what I mean? Who's, who's really just kind of like, doing his thing I, you know I th he's a I think, conduit for a lot of other 
things to come through. And I, and I, and I wonder what the responsibility is, you know, cause that's, cause, that's, that's what I think. I think it's like, I don't think anybody should be shut down or, or like censored or silenced or anything like that. But I think there needs to be accountability for what you're putting out into the world, especially when you have a, you know, massive, uh, you know, listenership and stuff like that. So like, what you know, whatever needs to be done, whether it's like, you know, put some kind of like a, you know, uh, just, you know, disclosure or something like that at the beginning of the show, like, you know, the opinions and ideas heard here are, you know, total bullshit or like whatever you, yeah, however yeah, you want to, yeah, yeah. however you want to word it, you know, um, it just bums me out because now I can't listen to helplessly hoping or I can't listen to <laughs> yeah, yeah, cinnamon yeah. girl or I can't listen right. to whatever. And I know it's now the whole band pulled their stuff off. Joni Mitchell pulled her stuff off. And, yeah. but it's funny. It's all these acts that were relevant in the sixties that you hear are doing this now. Like you haven't heard the Foo Fighters say that they're going to pull their shit off. That's you know? true. That's true. And but I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. And I, you know, yeah, no shit. You know, it'd be interesting to see who else kind of like gets, you know, we're, st I mean, this is, we're like, it's happening currently. So like whenever this podcast comes out, who knows when, what yeah, else has happened the by then. Point, you know what I mean? like, so yeah. like, it could be a bunch of other people that, that jump on board with it. You know what I mean? Like we really don't know. Well, and so we talk about, you know, uh, Rogan's responsibility talking for a minute about streaming and I've, I've had, you know, I, I feel like, uh, you know, I, I'm not the one to have this argument because I'm not really in this world. But, you know, as I've gotten to know local musicians, I know that when I like introduce people to your music, I share a Spotify link or when I yeah, introduce yeah. people to whatever else that's local, if they're on that, I mean, or Bandcamp or whatever, that's Bandcamp's got a little bit more of an ethical model maybe than Spotify does. But yeah, yeah. It, it Spotify is the easiest way for me to share Agreed. something that people may not know about. And from that perspective, I think it's a great vehicle for bands to become known. Agreed. Now, if you're making your money off of your recordings, which I don't even know if people do anymore, but very, you know, very then, small percentage. <laughs> well, I mean, it used to be that album sales was the primary yeah. driver, but now I, I, I assume it's touring or merch or some yeah, combination yeah. thereof. Yeah which Spotify, I guess, really doesn't eat into. And so more it's an exposure model. So I know a lot of people kind of get on it about, you know, 500 plays of your song, you get like a buck or something like that. And I mean, that sucks. Well, like not, quite, not even, well, <laughs> not even close. <laughs> the point, the point being is this is not, it's not at all nearly worth whatever. But what's interesting too, not to get, you know, cause I was interested in your guys' opinion on that, but with these NFTs now, what they're doing with music, what's interesting about that, as I understand it, is every subsequent sale of a piece of art, the original artist gets money off mm -hmm. of that transaction, yeah, which I think is an interesting kind of interesting turn concept, of events. You know, I mean, every time your album sold or exchanged hands, you got residuals on it. That's that's not too bad. Right, right. So what do you do? You have to take on Spotify or streaming services. I mean, do you bad for music, good for music, kind of I mean, double edged? I, I could go way into it because I'm more of a student of the business and and you know pundits that right. have something to say about it. Um, I don't necessarily. I'm not going to get too far into that, but I, I don't necessarily think Spotify is the enemy. I think they're kind of like they're the highway. Yeah, like you could be mad that they're fucking still building on i4 but eventually that lane you got to drive it yeah <laughs> you got to drive it you know or whatever but you know 
Spotify pays like 70% of their in total income to rights holders. Yeah. The the kind of the enemy is always is the same as it always was. It's the record labels. They yeah. Made those deals with Spotify. And so, you know, he's pulling his stuff off. Other people are pulling their stuff off, but the rest of them ne can't necessarily because of the contracts the labels have with Spotify. Um, well, that's a good a, point. I didn't. I, I guess I didn't realize a, that. A, um, and she's kind of going viral now. But there's a uh, there's a PR agent. Her name's Rachel Hurley. Okay. She's got a she's got a, a blog post, if you will, on social media on Facebook. Check her out. And it's it's blowing up like it's being translated in all different languages or whatever. But she's got a, a pretty solid take on it. And mm -hmm. Bob Lefsetz mm -hmm. has been covering Spotify and Spotify's the enemy or Spotify's not the enemy or whatever. It's it's that's just the conduit, you know. It's it's the business relationships, the personal relationships. It's the business that is kind of the enemy of the artist, right? You know, and you know you could say the same thing about Neil Young and who he's partnered with and who owns half of his publishing and all that stuff. Right. I do think that he's Neil Young's being true to who his character has always been, and that's why we've always loved him. Sure. You know. Beyond the artist, yeah, yeah, has, totally. the songwriter that he is, the performer that he is, like he's he's always been a rabble rouser, mm -hmm. and I'm glad that he's doing it. But I I'm not stoked that he's saying, yeah, go get my stuff at Amazon. Amazon. Yeah, yeah, it's right. like <laughs> it's like out of the frying <laughs> pan on. into the fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, like you're, Bezos is not gonna. It's <laughs> your thin wool you're trying to pull over our eyes, and it's it's not. I mean, everybody can pick sides, which is what everybody fucking does now. Right, right, right. The layers, like everybody's on. Everybody's kind of on the tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's one of them. Yep, yeah. And I still will listen to his music. That's not an artist I'm going to separate from the art because of what he's doing. But yeah, I'm still not like. It's not pedestal worthy in terms right. of fighting the man. It's per know. it's performative. It's yeah. you know. It's like watching a wrestling match. Yeah. <laughs> my my but my buddy Dave Sweeney. He's from uh, Ireland, and I I always joke with him about Bono, and he fucking hates Bono, and he can tell you just the darkest, the shit dirtiest is, shit, shit of like yeah. like I you know I've. Hmm through maybe <laughs> rattle and hum or joshua tree you know those yeah. are those are we all live on an altar oh, of, of music 100%. but you know after Me and danny saw i saw rattle and hum in the movie theater yeah, yeah. real i remember yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. i loved it i was pretty young too and i was totally into it yeah yeah fucking that yeah that that was just those that was a magical magical time I oh mean, yeah just yeah brilliant music but it's funny because now like he's he's got his fingers in all these businesses and like he i think he's got like this fashion line that he's selling jeans that are like 300 bucks and all this bullshit <laughs> they're really short end seams i guess is this what the, what they go for but uh anyway so um yeah yeah dude, fuck that guy man the name of this the name of this episode is fuck bono yeah, <laughs> all right all right, all right. So fair enough. So what's the plan as far as touring with this album? Are you guys have that lined up already or we don't have it lined up. We're trying we're to working on it. We're working on it. We're trying to do the dance. We're trying to um get our shit together where we're ready to go out and if given the opportunity, be the best band that's playing on the stage that night. You know, like we we still feel feel like underdogs, especially coming it from two years of not doing that and kids and wives and mortgages and jobs and all that other shit. Like we're 
fired up to get to that opportunity, yeah, yeah. but it takes a lot of <clears throat> takes a lot of work. You guys are in a real good spot because uh, <laughs> you got from my perspective because you have a name and a product and a and a and a thing about you that is established. So, but you're also you're not all the way to the other side. So you're kind of in this middle lane where you can mm-hmm. kind of. You know, I, I feel like you're like right in the good. You're you're like you're like right before the title fight. Like 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 you you guys have been winning all your fights and you're just ready to take the belt. You guys are right there. Yeah, out there for like because then once you get the belt, well, but I mean, what be the second best? I mean, whatever the, the analogy is. I mean, I feel like that's the place you want to be because yeah, once yeah, you're at the yeah. top, it's no, like I'll, an ass beat yet. I'll take it. Yeah. So what about uh, pulling George Foreman out of retirement? <laughs> what about playing like? Is there festivals that you you know you aspire to? Is there you know European tours? Is there like a place that you want to go or play? Europe that definitely. Have you guys done Europe before? We have not. We we have we have a few connections. We have a few friends. We have fan like we every time we put out a record, we're mailing stuff across the, across the ocean. Um, that's definitely something that I think you guys would kill in like the UK, like Scotland, a, Ireland. We have a lot of friends that have have done it and have shared their experiences. And what we get from them is like the way that that audience appreciates music, the way that the business there treats the bands. You guys won't come back. You'll just fucking stay over there. The touring band from America is kind of a, a cool thing there regardless of the genre or whatever it is but like the way they treat people is is something that we're interested in and and experiencing making those connections with people that we've been mailing records to for 15 years for sure i've never seen that have never seen us live that continue to buy the records and stream the stuff and show up on the year-end spotify plots and all that kind of stuff like those are the people we still want to continue to reach that would be so brilliant i you know i I'm not going to talk too much about it, but I've had conversations with Sean a little bit about his ideas of things. But I just think a UK, you know, England, Ireland, Scotland. Have you have you guys have any of you been there? I've I've been to Europe a couple times. OK. Um, and our buddy Garrett, who, you know, part times in this band and has been in other <clears throat> bands and stuff. Yeah, he was. Uh, he's. he's He's done a lot of considers lot of himself our yeah, and, and has a has a good fan base. And right before COVID, we were in conversations with people. You guys got to do it. That'd be so fucking trying amazing. to put it together. And and like you know, we want to do it right. We kind of have heard enough of the stories about you. Pretty much got to go for at least three weeks. The first to even break the bills to break yeah. even, yeah. And then after that, you if you're able to sustain that and you have the merchandise, like the way that the crowd responds to bands, you will have good, lifelong fans, yeah. You you know they, you start making enough money to make it make sense and to be able to bring it back. Getting three or four weeks away from wife, family, kids, mortgage, all that other stuff is a little more difficult, but it's still on the goal. I mean, we're we're all in the the second the second half of our forties, or give or give mm-hmm. or take, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, I mean, they're coming. Danny's not quite there yeah. yet. He's right. He's, he's behind us. Grandpa's like twenty eight, but yeah. the rest of us are. <laughs> um, no, I mean, shit. I, I I think you guys would kill. I, I my I wife. The name of this episode should be twenty eight year old grandpa. Twenty eight year old grandpa. <laughs> my wife in in, in two thousand and eight for my birthday, she took me to St. Patty's in Ireland, and oh, so man. I got to go there, and it was. 
the buskers, the people, just oh, any yeah. fucking person <clears throat> is the greatest showman. I mean, they're all fucking Tom Jones. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> this is the best fucking show I've ever seen in my life. Performance I've And it's ever just seen. on the corner or yeah, some yeah, fucking yeah. random bar or whatever. It's right, like New right, Orleans, right. you know, when you're in New yeah, Orleans, you're walking sure. down Bourbon Street, it's like, Wow, wow, right. wow, wow. And it's well, every fucking bar you walk past. Right, because like the, the degree of talent, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a highly. Very small, a fucking condensed, small island. Yeah. Dense, uh, you know, kind of like population like that. Well, and then the other thing, and I was talking to Sean about this is, is like we went, my wife and I went to Scotland just before COVID came. And like, it's like, okay, uh, you know, here's a, you know, what's, what's, I'm trying to think of a brand. I'm, I'm blanking on a brand, but like, a, here's a Patagonia store and here is where Robert the Bruce was beheaded. Like, right. it's <laughs> literally like the fucking stone that his head was cut on. Right. And like, oh, that was the castle where the siege was whatever, right yeah. next to the AT&T store. And yeah. you're just, you're walking around, but there's such this immediate thick feeling of history that you're breathing in and seeing. Yeah. And we went and saw sure. the, we went and saw the castle that like, uh, the life of Brian was shot at wow, and dude. all this shit. And I'm like, you're touching these walls and it's like, uh, I don't have a, a legitimate outlet for art, but I wanted to create something. I was like, this wanna, makes me want to, I want to make something yeah. massive. Uh, give me some clay. Give me some, give me some uh, Legos. Where's the restroom, honey? Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They have a lot of stew over there. That kind of hits you wrong. <laughs> I would. I, I hope that happens. So that you guys. I hope that. Hope you know. Yeah, man. As, Me too, as for this sure. goes away and, and that happens. So uh, all right. So just just before we wrap up, thank you for your time. So we've got the single coming out February eighteenth. When's the the first of the two albums coming out? So we don't have a uh, record release date set yet because we are uh, in the process of ordering vinyl, which is going to take a long time. Which means the record's going to come out. Um, prior to when you're going to be able, going to be able to get the vinyl. Okay. It's going to be a situation where like the record's out, you can get it, you know, digitally. We'll probably have a short run of like CDs and stuff to sell at shows and that kind of a thing. But like, it'll have to be kind of like a, you know, buy the record now and then we'll ship it to you as soon as it, as soon as it's ready. Order, because yeah. it's like, everything is so backed up in the, in the whole, Fucking you know, Adele. every vinyl. <laughs> Adele, yeah. I cannot, I, I cannot avoid it. Yeah. yeah, I can. I, I yeah, get in my yeah, car. Yeah. It's fucking on. I turn on the TV. It's on. Like yeah. people's ringtones. It's on. It's just like <laughs> I didn't hate her before, but now I like legitimately between the vinyl thing and this right. new album. Like fuck, off. it's it's like when YouTube put their album on iPhones. On it's like iPhone. I didn't ask yeah, for this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> so right, right. Everybody's album's gonna be pre-order. Everyone's album is gonna be pre-order for a while, but um, you know we'll we'll get past it. It's it's interesting because like the last couple, uh, well, like. Last year, I think, was the um, highest selling uh, year for vinyl ever since ever, ever. ever in the exactly. existence of vinyl records. Like last year sold more than when music was only available on, on vinyl. vinyl. You sure. know what I mean? Since phonographs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. I right. mean, it's I mean, I, I avoided it like the plague forever because, you know, I was I was the kid in the car with the big fucking notebook CD of all the jackets. CDs and shit. Yeah, dude, and same. It, it, someone break into your car and you had to go fucking buy it all again. And same. so yeah, yeah. we had this one room in my house that was just boxes, boxes, boxes of CDs. And finally, I took them all to vinyl exchange or whatever and sold them all. And, and I was like, OK, I got Spotify or whatever. That's just going to be whatever. And we went to uh, Asheville, North Carolina, and it happened to be 
during a record store day. Oh yeah, and dude. we didn't have our kids. Nashville's and rad. My wife was sl- sleeping in, and I was like, "Do you mind if I just Uber down and see what they got there?" And mm-hmm. and I bought like five things, and I was like, "Oh fuck, I'm, I'm gonna I'm be back in now. I'm gonna be jerking <laughs> people off me the highway in. for cash, trying to buy records. All of a sudden, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and now it's." I have to stop. Like I, I've decided that that shelf. Once I've maxed that out, I'm not. I'm not putting yeah. anything it's, more in there. It's important to set boundaries. It is. So I might have to go back through it. It's pretty good. And, pretty good size. And, yeah. Pretty good size collection. Bit. Yeah, yeah. All right. So thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. I, I'm going to see. I'm going to see if I can get you to try a kickflip or an ollie on. Oh, video. I'll, I'll, I'll try it. Willie, I'll yeah, probably. I, what I don't want you to happen is like fucking bust your mouth open and lose all your teeth or anything like that. You got it. You no, got it like I'll, that. Yeah, I'm good. I'm all good. right, I'll give Sweet. it a shot. So you should play the song. I want to play the song at the end of the. Episode. Is that cool? Yeah. yeah cool. Even if it's before you, the 18th, or should I hold off? When is this gonna? It'll come out. I can do a snippet if you want, so that when the full, is this going to come out? It could come out Monday if I wanted it to. I mean, That's you guys like a week in advance. You guys tell me what you want to do. I'll be respectful I'm, of it. I'm, I'm cool with you. Yeah, yeah. Put it even on if it's just a chorus, even if it's just a, a pinch of it. Play the play the song. On the Buyer's remorse, yeah. guys. If you're listening to this, when I saw it that night, I, I I will show my messages to Scott. I was like, "What was that fucking song?" And he it was like, <laughs> "I don't know what it is. That one just got me. That one, that one. Awesome. Uh, I, you know, probably one of my favorite Avgun tracks ever. I don't know what it is that resonates with me with it, but I fucking love that track. Good, good, good. And I'm, I, glad. And, I'm glad. And and what's interesting too is hearing it live versus hearing the recorded version, it's yeah. a different animal. For sure, for sure. Because I feel like you guys maybe rock it out a little bit more live. 100%. And where it's a little bit more of a laying back in the groove a little bit on the on the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. Like and that's probably the case with like um a good majority of our songs where like the live version is going to be just kind of like a you know hyped up version of what we put on the record like we try like when we're when we're (laughs) tracking when we're putting you know putting songs on the record and stuff like that we're trying to be as you know as you know precise and like put the harmonies in the right places and do you know like get the guitar tones in the right places and get everything kind of mixed away um that we think it sounds good or whatever but when we play it live it's just a totally different thing you just, just that day <clears throat> how we're how, how we're feeling, feeling. Show. Yeah. well not a sound thing but a, a an experience thing and you know you might think i'm being funny but you know with springsteen kind of these revival shows that he oh, did were like at the end like people are on their feet like they're at a baptist church just like you feel it Dude, in your chest yeah. and you're screaming the lyrics back at the band. Like that was, that was, that was what happened. You know, it was, Will, I, I went to Will a couple weeks before and he did, he closed with fucking Ozzy Osbourne. He's played mom. I'm coming home with John Nowicki and oh, Melissa on stage. God, I was like, yeah. this is everything all at once. This yeah, is the best fucking thing ever. Man. And then you guys, and I, what I just love so much about it, it's like taking someone to a movie that you've seen and they haven't that you uh-huh. like. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, see, see, that was the experience with these guys. And, 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 uh, you know, they don't stop talking about it. <clears throat> That's so, so awesome, man. Right. So what do you, do you have show schedule coming up soon or yeah. as Burke brothers <clears throat> or outgun? Yeah, we're doing, um, what's so the, so the day that the, uh, that the single drops, which is February 18th, we're going to be in Sarasota. <clears throat> Uh, Have Gun is going to be at uh, the Blue Rooster. Magnanimous, by the way, is opening a brewery down there. Is that so, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's awesome. right. They just opened up a that's second rad. spot. That's right. I like this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then um, the next thing, I think we're playing GMF, but we're kind of sorting out the uh, 
Doing the dance a little the bit. Details, I hope you do, because there's a lot of, like, uh, Mystery and C just announced that they're playing on there. Do you, do you guys know Eric from Mystery and C? I did sound for him once. Okay. Him yeah, I don't know him personally, but... Him personally. But he, I just saw that they're on there. There's There seems to be a lot of, kind of, your friends, kind of, on this show. Or, yeah, or, yeah, or, yeah. Or, yeah. The, the, Chris the, James yeah. is on. Like, there's a, you know, there's some... It's going to be a cool thing, so, like, we're trying to... Fronts on there. We're trying to... Yeah, we're trying to... Sort out the uh, the you know the, the details for that one, and then after that is the so there's blue rooster, then there's the thing, and then there's like one other thing that's coming up after, after that. Yeah. We got string break. We'll, we'll post about it. On oh, the show. Yeah. so yeah, so you yeah, can yeah. Find just follow us on. Bring this yeah, that's that's <laughs> the February eighteenth <laughs> is when the singles go. So yeah, the yeah, shorter yeah. version of this conversation is just follow them on Facebook and Instagram and whatever whatever else kids are on these days. HGWT Music. That's right. Everywhere. That's right. It's amazing how when I try to link you guys, how many HGWTs I have to go through, and I always have to remember music to get me to the right one. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, there's like a bunch of fan clubs about the TV show. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. So Dan, Matt, Scott, thank you so much for coming. Thank you, you know, Josh. you guys traveled all the way over the bridge and everything else during rush hour. And Scott, it's always a pleasure. You guys are rad. I love you, and I wish you the best of luck with this album touring. The second part of this album or, or album number two and everything else to come. Thank you, brother. Thanks right, for having guys. us, man. We appreciate, I appreciate it. Appreciate you. Thank Bye, you. buddy. Bye.